this is Jui from South Korea. You're listening to Everybody ESL. Welcome to episode 73 of Everybody ESL, the podcast for everybody who wants to improve their English, practice their English, or just learn more English. My name is Ben, and I have another good episode for you today. We're going to talk about grammar and vocabulary and small talk and a lot more. You can subscribe to the Everybody ESL podcast at Apple Podcasts, on the Stitcher app, and wherever you find your podcasts. If you like Everybody ESL, leave it a good review so other people can find out about it too. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for me, please send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. Okay, let's get on with this episode. I have some good news and some bad news when it comes to this episode's vocabulary list. The bad news is these words are weird. They're strange words, and they might be hard to say, and they might be hard to spell. The good news about this week's list is it's a short list, and all of these words, even though they're hard to say and hard to spell, all of these words mean exactly the same thing. So you can use them in exactly the same situation to mean the same thing. They're very easy to use. They might be hard to pronounce, but they're easy to use. Here's the first word on our list. Thingamabob. Thingamabob. Have you ever heard thingamabob? It is a weird word. Thingamabob is spelled T-H-I-N-G-A-M-A-B-O-B. Thingamabob. What is a thingamabob? A thingamabob is a name for anything you don't know the name for. It's a very convenient word to know. If you are trying to describe some particular object to a friend of yours, but you just can't think of the name. You can call it a thingamabob. And if your friend is a proficient or skilled English speaker, your friend will know that you're talking about some kind of object, you don't remember the name, and the name isn't very important. A thingamabob. That's anything you don't know the name of. The next word is a similar sounding word, and again, it means exactly the same thing. This next word is thingamajig. Thingamajig. T-H-I-N-G-A-M-A-J-I-G. Thingamajig. So we had thingamabob and now thingamajig. And you use it exactly the same way. It's just a name you use when you can't think of the real name for some object. The next word on the list is a little bit easier to spell and a little bit easier to say than the first two. And this word is doodad, D-O-O-D-A-D. It means the same thing as thingamabob 
and thingamajig. The fourth word is a little bit similar to doodad. This word is doohickey. D-O-O-H-I-C-K-E-Y. Doohickey. Again, it means the same thing. It means, uh, you know, that thing over there. I don't know what it's called. That doohickey. It's just a word you can use to name something when you can't remember the real name of the thing. And the last word on my list might be the hardest one to say, and that is whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit. That's spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A-M-A-C-A-L-L-I-T. Whatchamacallit. That's a long word. That's hard to say. Whatchamacallit. I think it comes from a whole phrase, something like, what do you call it, or what can you call it, or something like that. Now, I think there are lots of other words that are used in just the same way. Maybe some of them are more common in some parts of the United States, and others are more common in other parts of the United States, but I think these five are the most common words that are used this way. And I think it's a good idea for you to know them because if you can't think of the real name for some object, well, at least you will be able to point to it and talk about it. Our grammar lesson today is about the used to construction. This is the construction that is built on used to U-S-E-D-T-O. Now, I say the used-to construction, but there are actually two different used-to constructions. They are both very common, and they mean very different things. The first one uses a verb with used-to. So, you can make a construction like used-to live or used-to swim. You can say used-to Anything, any verb, can go there. I used to study. I used to cook. And what this construction means is, in the past I did that verb, but now I do not do it. I did it in the past, but I do not do it anymore. For example, if I say, I used to live in Mexico, that means, in the past I lived in Mexico but I do not live in Mexico anymore. Here's another example. I used to go swimming every morning. That means, in the past, I went swimming every morning. That was my habit. That was my routine. That was a common thing for me. In the past, I went swimming, but now I do not. So it was true in the past, but it is no longer true in the present. Used to has all of that wrapped up in it. It conveys the idea that something was true and common in the past, but that it is no longer true. You can easily make up your own sentences that use used to in this way to mean something that was true in the past or was commonly true in the past, but is no longer true. It is not true anymore. Now, that is the first used-to construction. What is the second used-to construction? 
Just like the first one uses a verb, the second one uses a noun. So I can say, I am used to the cold weather here, or I am used to my new apartment. What does this used to construction mean? It means that something is now familiar to me. Something now feels comfortable to me. Often when something is new, it seems strange or difficult. We aren't comfortable with it. We have not become familiar with it. But when we become used to something, that means we become familiar with that thing. It is no longer strange. It is no longer new. It is no longer uncomfortable. Now we understand it. So if I say, I am used to the cold weather here, that suggests, at first, I didn't like the cold weather. At first, the cold weather was strange or different or inconvenient or uncomfortable. But now, I am used to it. Now, the cold weather is comfortable, familiar. I understand it. I know how to live with it. Or I could say, when I first started my new job, it was very difficult. I didn't like the hours, and I didn't like my boss, but now I'm used to it. In other words, those things about the job were difficult or inconvenient or strange to me, but they are not strange anymore. Now they are familiar. Now I'm comfortable with them. So that is our second used to construction. With one of these used to constructions, we use verbs as in, I used to go swimming every morning. And that suggests, again, that something was true in the past, but it is no longer true now. And then there is the second used to construction that uses a noun, as in, I am used to the cold weather. In other words, that noun, in this example it was the cold weather, was difficult unusual, strange, inconvenient, uncomfortable, but it is not those things anymore. These are very useful and very common constructions. I encourage you to make your own sentences using both of these constructions. And listen closely. I think you might start hearing these constructions in other people's speech now that you have become a little more used to them. Do you see what I did there? I used one of the used to constructions. This episode's small talk topic or social situation might be the most common and the most simple one I have ever presented. Here is the situation. You are in a store and you have just paid for your things and the clerk or the cashier says to you, have a good day or have a nice day. Now, if you are in the United States, this is a very common thing for somebody working in a store to say to a customer. You will hear this a lot. So what do you say in return when someone says to you, have a nice day? or have a good day, it's very, very simple. Here is what I say, and I think this is what most people say. 
in that situation. All I say is, thanks, you too. That's it. Thanks, you too. In other words, thank you for wishing me a nice day. Thank you for saying you hope I have a nice day. And I say the same back to you. I hope you have a nice day also. I hope you have a good day too. So, if you have just bought groceries at the grocery store, or you have just bought shoes at the shoe store, or anything like that, and the clerk says to you, thank you, have a good day, or thank you, have a nice day, all you need to do is say, thanks, you too, or even just, you too, that's fine also. Very simple, very common, and the next time you hear a clerk say that to you, you will know just what to say back. And now it's time for the joke of the week. That's right, the joke of the week. A joke that is probably not very funny, but it might give us something interesting to learn about English. Here is this week's joke. How many seconds are in one year? How many seconds are in one year? Well, first, let me tell you that this is not a math problem. You do not need to get a calculator and start multiplying numbers together to find the answer. Let me just tell you what the answer is. How many seconds are there in one year? The answer is 12. There are 12 seconds in one year. What? How are there 12 seconds? What does that mean? What does this answer mean? Well, look at it this way. We've got January the 2nd, February the 2nd, March the 2nd, April the 2nd, May the 2nd, so you see there are 12 seconds in one year because each month has a second because we use the word second in two very different ways. We use it to mean a very short period of time. There are 60 seconds in one minute, but we also use second to mean the one that comes next after the first. So the first day of the year is January 1st. And the next day is January 2nd. So each month has a second day. There's a 2nd of January and a 2nd of February and a 2nd of March and so on and so on. So there is one for each month. There are 12 seconds in one year. What's that? Some of you want to know the actual math answer? How many seconds are in one year? Okay, well, if you counted all of the seconds that go by in one year, that would be 31,536,000 seconds. It's quiz time. And that means I have four sentences for you, and I'm going to read each one two times. 
pretty quickly. I'm going to read them the same way I might say them if I was speaking to a native English speaker. It might be difficult for you to hear and understand each word, but do your best. And after I have read each sentence two times fast, I will read them again much more slowly, and you will be able to understand every word, and I will explain any interesting words or grammar that come up. And remember, you can listen to these sentences as many times as you like. Go back and listen to them two, three, four, five, ten times if you like. That's fine. Just see how much you can understand. Okay, here is sentence number one. I used to walk to work every day, but now I ride my bike. I used to walk to work every day, but now I ride my bike. Sentence number two. Where can I buy a replacement for that thingamajig inside the microwave? Where can I buy a replacement for that thingamajig inside the microwave? Sentence number three. My mother-in-law's birthday is the 3rd of April. My mother-in-law's birthday is the 3rd of April. And sentence number four. It can be hard to get used to living in a new climate. It can be hard getting used to living in a new climate. Okay, well, how was that? Was that too fast? Was I speaking too quickly? for you to understand every word? Well, maybe so, but now I will read the sentences much more slowly, and I will explain anything that might need some extra explanation. Sentence number one. I used to walk to work every day, but now I ride my bike. I used to walk to work every day, but now I ride my bike. And there we see one of those used to constructions. I used to walk to work. That's used to, U-S-E-D-T-O. I used to walk to work every day, but now I ride my bike. In other words, in the past, I walked to work every day, but not now, not anymore. I have changed the way I get to work. Now I ride my bike. I used to walk, but not now. Sentence number two. Where can I buy a replacement for that thingamajig inside the microwave? Where can I buy a replacement for that thingamajig inside the microwave? So this sentence uses one of those interesting vocabulary words that we talked about earlier in this episode, thingamajig. In other words, it's a part of a device. It's a part of a machine. In this sentence, it's part of a microwave. But in this sentence, the person could not remember the right name for that part. So the person just called it a thingamajig. Where can I buy a replacement for that thingamajig inside the microwave? Sentence number three. My mother-in-law's birthday is the 3rd of April. My mother-in-law's birthday, in other words, the birthday of my mother-in-law, 
My mother-in-law's birthday is the 3rd of April. Her birthday is April 3rd. And sentence number four. It can be hard to get used to living in a new climate. It can be hard to get used to living in a new climate. Here we see the other meaning of that used to construction. In this case, we are used to a noun. In other words, we are familiar with a noun, or we become familiar with a noun. And the noun in this sentence is living in a new climate. So it can be hard to get used to living in a new climate. It can be hard to become familiar with living in a new climate. What is climate? C-L-I-M-A-T-E. Climate means the general weather pattern of a certain area. Some places around the world have a desert climate. They tend to be hot and dry. Some places in the world have a temperate climate. In other words, a mild or moderate climate. They tend not to get too hot or too cold. Climate is similar to weather, but it's more like the overall general pattern of weather. Well, anyway, that was this episode's listening quiz. How did you do? And we've reached the end of episode 73 of Everybody ESL. Remember, if you have any questions about English, or if you have any comments or suggestions about the podcast, or if you would like to record an introduction that I can play at the beginning of a future episode, the same way Chui recorded the introduction you heard at the beginning of this episode, send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. I'll be back soon with another episode, and until then, keep going, keep practicing, and keep learning. Goodbye. I'll see you soon.